This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live in Liberty Village. Would you like a free assessment of anything in your home or that you own that you think might have some tremendous value, maybe hidden value, maybe it's an old antique or comic book collection, sports memorabilia, whatever it is, this is the time to call in for an absolutely free assessment. Who's going to give you the assessment? Well, they're two of the stars from Storage Wars Canada. They have found fame and fortune dealing in people's stuff, and they join us live in studio. Hello, Paul Kenny and his son Bogart. How are you guys doing? We're doing Fantastic. good. Welcome to the show. Obviously, you guys are ready for another hot, tough hour, lots of different things to get excited about. You know, the hour goes so fast. Yes. And a lot of times we don't get to say what we want to say. I know last week it says, I got I li- a list of things. I say, I want to talk about this. And I don't get to talk about it. Right. How much you talk, you're saying you don't get to say everything you need to say? Really? <laughs> I'm talking about not talking. So you that, need another hour? Is that what you're saying? We might need another hour. We might need more. I'm actually smart. I agree. I agree. Well, and I was going to say, the longer we talk, the fewer of the calls that we get to. And we always leave dozens of people with unanswered questions every week. We have to send them to the store. But... Every week, you're like, oh, an auction I meant to mention. Oh, a sale I meant to mention. I did. We have an auction coming up. Thank you. There you go. Look. Oh, Ben, you are really smart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, get it it out of the way then. What is it? Yeah, we have an auction coming up on on January 28th. Uh, A lot of RCM product, gold, silver jewelry, comics, sports cards. And you can bid online. We now have a a website as well as torontogoldsilver.com. And we, you can bid online, or you can come to the store and actually see us. Last time we gave away $5 million <laughs> in Zimbabwe money. Okay, I, I mentioned it's a little bit misleading, but yeah, $5, five million mil- Zimbabwe dollars, yes. <laughs> but the people were very, very happy that got them. So that, that was kind of cool. But we have the auction coming up. And, you know, a lot of times, like you say, we don't get to all the calls. The, the call I get during the week the most is people asking about the old silver coins they got, the old Canadian coins. Mm. And we got to talk about because, and I want to break this down. It's like a silver dollar. Before 1966, they were 80% silver. So a silver dollar is worth about 1135 Because okay. of the silver coins. Because of the silver coins. Whether it's got a hole drilled in it, it's two But elf- all silver coins, not just silver dollars. Yeah, but silver. we start with silver dollars. Like if two elephants had a tap dancing contest on, it was a tie, and they did it again. It's crunched up and flat. You can't even see the canoe. It's still worth eleven dollars and thirty. Wait, there's a tap dancing contest with elephants? No, am I the only one that got that? It was a that was a long walk to make the point that even if it's damaged, it still has silver <laughs> well, value. Well, I understand. A long walk. There's a long tap dance. Yeah. <laughs> But my point here is, and even if you got ten dimes, and this is why I want people to know this. We, we tell people to get two quotes. 
but these these I these road shows, you know, when you get the big glossy flyer in the paper, in, in your mailbox, and the guy's buying comics and <laughs> and coins and jewelry, and they say we pay this much and this much, and you get there and they only pay four dollars for your silver dollar or five dollars. We want to tell, we want to make sure people know going in that there is another alternative who they can sell it to, yeah. and you can call us. These other places you can't even call them. And find out what they're, what they're paying. They want you to show up, and then they browbeat you into into selling to them. Yeah. Okay. So we try and tell people we're, we're we try and be transparent. Tell people what we're going to pay, and we'll say here's what we're paying, and here's what we're going to sell it for. You can actually, if you want to come in and buy silver dollars, you can buy them in our store as well. And they're not like we're not one of these places we buy them for eleven thirty five and sell them for two hundred ninety. No, we sell them for like. Fourteen seventy or something. Right, we're allowed to make money. I have to pay for the lights, but I want people to know that when these these traveling roadshows and stuff, be careful. Make sure you know what you're selling or have an approximate value of it. And that's why I go back every week. I always say, get two quotes: one from me and one from Bogart. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, and the other thing that Bogart was touching on is that you're mentioning silver dollars, but the truth is, before 1965 or seven, 1966. Between yeah, anything before 1966, if it's a quarter, if it's a nickel, if it's a dime, no. it also has nickels silver. Nickels don't. That's oh, nickels why they, don't. Oh, they're nickels. That's why course, they call right. them nickels. No, now they're that's zinc not true. and steel. Before 1910, they were nickel. Or 19, 19, 20, before 1921, they were 1920. There you go. Either in way, 1921, five cent piece which is five cents, is worth about $50,000. Yeah. Well, I told you I knew a guy that he would take his paycheck every couple of weeks. He would go to the bank and say buy $1,000 worth of rolled quarters and pick out the silver. You know, he'd go through them, check the dates, and maybe, you know, on oh, a Friday yeah. night, he might find 10 quarters that had silver content. He'd return the rest and just deposit it back in his account. Oh, but it was fun for him, and he'd go to, like, an, the oldest bank branch he could find and... Maybe. Who knows? Maybe get a roll of all silver nickels well, you or quarters. We also have a number of our listeners used to work in banks as tellers or bank managers and stuff like that. And the old days used to have the bank rolls. A bank roll that the what we call original rolls, and you would have got from the mint, they gave them to the bank, and some people took them home and gave them out as gifts. Those have got a premium to them. If you have a 1962 original bank roll of quarters, it's worth more than even the silver value. Really? Oh, yeah. No, this is why... And there's a well, lot let's of tellers. See if we out. can shake the audience and see if we can conjure one of these then. Because I like, you know, everyone's, we've got quite a little group that listens to this show. Yeah. You get to connect with them every week. Did you meet anyone from the show this week? Oh, they called yeah. in? Oh, no, no. We've, I had a good week this week. Besides me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bogart's no, here. Yeah. No, no. This week, on this and other thing, we bought, um, we got um, a painting. We're going to find out it's worth about. They thought it was worth about ten thousand. It's gonna be worth about fifty to sixty thousand dollars. What? Wow. Oh yeah, no, no. They are bi- I think Wait, did you tell gr- them that? Yes. Okay. We're supposed to. That's what we do, Bogart. No, and they're happy and they trust us, and we're gonna try and dispose of it for them. Yeah. But they're lucky, you know. Sometimes I'm gonna say this. People have live in an apartment, they go to condos, and they have that downstairs storage. Yes. And we were in one uh, about two weeks ago, right before Christmas, where the storage they had about $30,000 worth of stuff in their locker, one of these storage lockers. Yeah. And it was worth 2000 because of water got into it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. a couple of animals of some sort. We're not going to mention them. Okay. But the, you got to be careful. These are the storage units. Don't keep your valuables in these storage units. You Where gotta, else are they supposed to keep them? No, no. You have them in your apartment. Or if something's real value, you can sell it and put the money into a lockbox at the bank. Uh, it's a lot safer than keeping it in a storage unit. Right, where okay. a little bit more weather 
and intolerant. Believe, yeah, but you got a table that's worth, you know, 50000 You can't put that in a lockbox. No, but you could sell it. But I'm just saying, sometimes things get wrecked over time if they're not taken care of carefully. And Bogart and I know about storage. Yes, this is true. Yes. Well, even cash, right? Say you had $100,000 American cash. That will rot away and attract insects that will destroy it. Oh, yeah. People don't think of that sometimes, right? Really? Well, no, if you watch the movie, what is it, the TV series Breaking Bad, right? Even he would have to spray it and keep it in special packages because the money will, if you leave it to its own devices, creatures like termite type of creatures, will they'll obliterate it. It'll be dust. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so instead of like the dog ate the home, my homework, the insects ate my money? Think yes. of a cigar <laughs> left outside of a uh, humidity-controlled yeah. environment, right? It's not long till it potentially turns to garbage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Okay. That's why you should buy gold. Guess what? No insect can eat gold. <laughs> but they do call us gold bugs, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Gold bugs, we try. Yeah. We bite into it, right? Yeah. Our first caller is going to be Harry in Bowmanville. Harry, how are you? Good. How are you? Not I bad. Be- I bet you Harry's cold. In Bowmanville? <laughs> it's no, cold. it's kind of warm out here. Okay. Go ahead, Harry. Lie to us again. Okay. <laughs> what do you got for us? A Babe Ruth autographed baseball. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Authentication will be everything with that. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, because some of them were signed by a secretary and his sister. Uh, it has to be authenticated to get the money for it. It's been authenticated. By JSA? Or by who my, it? my aunt. My yep. aunt was his private nurse when he was in New York General undergoing uh, throat cancer. Okay. Now, I know for a fact it's... Uh, 100% legitimate, although it has not been uh, um, authenticated by a company. But, okay. Uh, um, now, this is where i got to kind of put my foot down and just say, no, the real way to do this is to get it authenticated. I understand that. Uh, because I this exact almost situation happened to me about two years ago, and um, I was buying a number of things from somebody, and they said their nurse in New York, and it ended up being a... Um, Sister signed baseball. Because in his last days, he was frail. He was not signing as much. Now, if it's right, it's great. But we have to see, make sure it's right. And they can go up as high as 50000 depending on what kind of condition you've kept it in. I assume it's a single signed ball. It is. And is it made out to anybody or just uh, just Babe Ruth? It was made out to my dad, but the uh, his name is very faint. You, Babe Ruth signature is much more uh, legible than my dad's name. Okay, this is definitely worth bringing to get authenticated. And if it was something that was only $300 and cost you 100 to authenticate it, I can see your, uh, your resistance to doing this. This ball could be worth a lot of money. Two things will happen. They'll authenticate it saying it's authentic, and they'll give it a grade. So a Babe Ruth sign ball that's in a three sells for three four thousand dollars. A t- eight or nine will sell for forty thousand. Which would you rather have? Where do I get it authenticated? Yeah, you can bring it into us, or you can go directly yourself. But if you take it with us, we send it in, and we can get it sent back to a U.S. address, and we do it with JSA, or we can actually not even. We don't even have to send the ball off. In in couple, we can do some preliminary work. Take photos of the of the autograph. Send it off to them, and they will give us tell us if we should go any further with it. There'll be some telltale signs, whether it's signed by the sister or by the secretary or by somebody else. Lower it, cost, lower risk, sort of. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Now this is why, um, and then we start. That's the journey starts. And it's going to take a couple months. Make them take a month to do. Yep. 
But after that, then you can say whether I want to sell. Then I'll be able to say, this ball, sir, you've got a uh, uh, a ball that's a seven. Um, we can sell it, and uh, you will get between twenty nine and $34,000. It's going to be in that range. Mm-hmm. And depending on how clean it is, I haven't seen the ball. So I'm, these are all numbers I'm just throwing out. Right. But if it is that, we can get you that. But it has to yeah, be you authenticated. The, Harry, you, this could be a $50,000 month for you, man. What do you do with your regular life? you got to get on this. Yeah. <laughs> well, i got to be honest with you. It's not in pristine condition. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be right up front with you. Uh, although it, the signature is, is very legible, okay. but, uh, it's not in pristine condition. Okay, right, well, but help me out. If this is signed by Babe Ruth on what would have, sort of on the road to his deathbed, with the provenance that you have, if it's authenticated, it might add even more value. It might be one of the last balls you ever saw. I'm just saying, like, yeah. the story comes together in a much more real way rather than, oh, I was just going through a play it against sports and found this ball, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then if it's authentic, it's a great story, but it doesn't have the, the lineage connection, all these sorts of things, right? I, yeah. Well, I, as I say, I know my aunt, as I said, my aunt was his, uh, his private nurse when he was in New York, York General in his... Um, days with the throat cancer, so uh, she was the one that got him to sign the ball for my dad. Harry, you got to get to the store as fast as possible. When is the earliest you two can see him? Tomorrow? Tomorrow? Is that yeah. right? What did... They're located at 10,341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill on Young, just north of Major McKenzie, 10,341 Young Street. You can't mistake their store. It's got a big sign with their faces on it. But we're going to put you on hold right now to make sure that you at least get the information you need, whether you want to go with them or independently uh, verify, because this could be a huge find for for Harry and for us on the show. We could say, look what we just did. We authenticated this ball. Yeah. 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 Uh, Harry, stay on the line, and we're going to go to... Uh, Earl in Oakville. Earl, welcome Hi, to Consignment ben. Heroes. I'm from the Face the Music, pal. How you doing? Hey, this is singing <laughs> Earl from Oakville. Yeah, uh, in 1976, my dad and I went to Capitol Records, and they gave me some Beatles posters. And I was wondering if they would be worth anything. What year? 1976. Okay, any of them signed? No, no, it's not signed. No, anything that's promotional material will go... Um, like, I've just got some, uh, we're selling right now, some uh, um, Pink Floyd stuff. That yeah, was, yeah. And it's going for $100, $200, $300. Beatles stuff, depending on how, um, if they gave it out to the shows or if it was just a sample, all, this things make, all these things make a difference. These are large posters, yeah. If they're the Beatles, the Beatles are always collectible. And it's yeah. maybe better from the 60s. Like I said, a couple of weeks ago, we were trying to buy some Beatles autographs. Yeah. Um, and we were not successful. This poster has all album covers of all the Beatles albums and what they did singly back in those days. Yeah. No, no, this would be a great item. I'd have to see if you can send off. I can find the price is an exact value on it, depending on how well it's distributed. If it was only distributed in Canada and not in the U.K. and not in the U.S.A., yeah. that makes it better. But if it was something that was generic that was given out every, to every record store uh, that sold yeah. Beatles, mm-hmm. then it's not as good. Okay, but it uh, sounds like a great item. Um, did you have any of the vinyl? Do you, <laughs> can I get any of the vinyl for any of the records? I can't remember where I put them. Pardon? Oh, I can't find the posters. Yeah, I put the posters in the basement somewhere. They're in the basement. I got to find them, but, but they're in good shape, you know? Earl, get it to Earl's newly retired. He parties a lot. Earl, get it together. Get the posters up to 10,341 Young. 
Okay, pals. Take care. Good to okay. hear from you. There's Good some to hear from dangerous you. bugs out there. What? Yeah, They'll no, no. eat those posters. No, there is. People keep, I go to house calls, and some of the best stuff is always in the basement. They'll yeah. have the nice stuff upstairs, and I says, you've kept this. I'm glad it made it through all these years. And they'll, they'll, I'll say, how long has this been? Oh, that's been there for 30 years. Yeah, it's like Earl going, yeah, they had them since the 70s. Are they worth anything? Well, somebody's probably dying to have something authentic oh, like yeah. that. By the way, just so you guys know what kind of show this is, we start talking about baseball cards. In front of me, I was just presented with a 1934 George Herman Babe Ruth baseball card. Look at the value on that, eh? That's a beautiful card, by yeah. the way. So this is these sorts of items are all over the place, including in studio right now. I think Harry, I brought that in just to talk about it today a little bit, and I think this with with Harry calling us, it's like what is it synchronicity? There's got to be a word for that, yeah, serendipity yeah. or well, something. You, I was going to say you always bring very interesting collectibles in studio. What what we have on hand is usually pretty stupendous. We just run out of time to talk about it. But yeah. you know, a Babe Ruth card from 1934, beautifully encased, by the way. We have that on hand if you want one. Our next <laughs> caller is going to be Darcy in Welland. Darcy, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live. Okay, thanks a lot. Um, I've got two movie or one concert poster and one play poster. Uh, the first one's An Evening with Barbara Streisand, <laughs> which was at Newport, Rhode Island, in July 30th, 1966. Oh, wow. Oh, that's early That's Streisand. cool, yeah. Okay. And the second one is uh, my one and only from the Civic Opera House in Chicago. This play opened on January 29th, 1986 and ran for three weeks. But this poster has the signatures of Lucy Arnaz, Ooh. Tommy Toon, and Charles Honey Coles. Cool. How'd you end up with these? These were um, from my uncle. He traveled all over the place going to plays and, and different stuff. And, and when he passed away, nobody wanted them, so I took them. Well, good decision. I mean, what, what, what year did you say the Streisand poster's from? Streisand's from 66. So six, so she hasn't even won her Oscar, right? So Funny that's Girl right, came out in 68. Wow. That's good for okay. a Streisand fan. Someone will love to have that. Some of the early stuff, and because the, there won't be as many, there won't 1966 is the time period where people weren't saving stuff, mm -hmm. which is good. But the Lucy autograph, she signed a lot, but still a Lucy autograph's got to be a hundred dollars. Oh, at long. least, at yeah. least. No, but she signed. She was one of the nice people in, in this world. Yeah, who signed she it. signed along with Tommy Toon and Honey Coles. Now this is on a program, uh, a play program. It's, it's on the the play poster. Okay, so the, even as a poster, now this is probably right off out of the like, outs it's... outside the studio. Um, the theater was, that they were playing in? Yeah, it was Chicago. Um, it, put that down again. They were playing at the Civic Opera House in Chicago. And it was just a three-week run. So I would say something like that. I'd probably be two, $300 without even thinking. Oh, without, yeah. Well, without, it's something you posted online. It might. It wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it did three times But again, online. you might yeah. have to get authenticated. A lot of people won't believe it. The size of that, you can get that authenticated? I can get... Anything authenticated. We can do anything. It just costs a bit more. You can get a table authenticated? I can get it. Is is a table anything? If it I was carved it. by Da Vinci, maybe maybe then you'd have something, right? No, no. <laughs> Actually, even with, it's it's important to people that the provenance, or I keep on, you know, we harp about it. I said, tell the people the story. If you've got something nice, right. make sure you attach the story. Because maybe later on in life, you're not, that you're, you forget. We all get a little older. We all forget things. I've forgotten stuff. And uh, 
And you want to have the story so you can tell your grandkids or your grandkids can tell their grandkids. Right. And that makes a difference. Like it's Uncle Ernie uh, was doing this, you know, he's in World War II and won this award or something like that. Or this came from this special spot. And it's a piece of history. And sometimes we forget. Well, we, we forget that history is important. Yes, I agree. Well, and and if, a lot of if your grandma or grandpa father, they have items that they've kept. Sometimes they're more significant collectibles than you'd think. They kept them for a reason, likely, yeah. something special. Pat in Bob Cajun. Pat, how are you? Hi, are you there? Yeah, we're yeah. here. Hi, the phone went out there for a minute. Good afternoon. Welcome Hi. to the show. What do you got? Thanks very much. Uh, I have two pieces here. They're a pewter. Um, I just want to know if I should just tell the kids to throw them out or, or <laughs> if they're of any value. Um, one is a, it's on a round base. It has four little button-type feet with a stem, and there are four egg cups on it. Okay, depends. Now, some pewter... We're talking about dishes here? No, no. Pewter was actually... You can't use it anymore because you die. It's made out of lead. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Yes, okay. So, Pat, be careful handling it. Be careful. Oh. <laughs> you can't babies and stuff. No, but the old pewter... Say it's done by Liberty, okay? I don't know what this piece is without seeing it, but if it's a Liberty piece and it's designed by, say, like Archibald Knox... Piece like that, made out of pewter, can be worth two thousand dollars. Okay, no, this one has a very small um, thing on the bottom. It says eighteen eighty one Rogers, Canada, E P B, and there's a number thirty. Oh, okay. It wasn't. This is Britannia metal. It's not pewter. Okay, this was silver plated, and the silver plated has left us. What? Okay, and it looks like lead, and it looks like pewter. Um, this has. It looks nice. But it has no significant value. Okay. That's all I needed to know. So this wasn't... Fine. What is this item? Just because you lost me. What is yeah. this item? Oh. What am I using this for? This is what a is teapot. It? It might... egg cup. Oh, oh it, could, it could have been an oh, egg cup. Oh, an egg cup. Okay. Yeah, but four of them on a little round base. Yeah. Silver plate. Is, yeah. You got... In the, originally, silver plate was a piece of silver, a piece of copper, and they used to hammer it together. That's why they called it plate. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was a way of them saving some of the silver so they could have the look of silver but less, with not all the silver there. Then Elkington, designed, in about 1850 or 1860, I can't remember the exact year, designed what we call electroplated. And they'll put the paint, they have a metal, and they electroplate the silver plate on. Okay. So it has the look of silver, mm-hmm. but you don't have the cost of silver. So it's even thinner than the hammer yeah. plating then. Yeah, it's more like a spray then. Yeah, and they would electroplate on copper. You see EP or nickel. You see EPNS means electroplated on nickel silver, Ooh, or okay. electroplated uh, on copper, or you'll have it on brass. We buy all this silver plate. We don't care because we melt it down. Now, if it is happens to be old, we will actually sell it. Wait, so does pewter look like nickel then? No, pewter looks like lead, and lead looks like nickel. So nickel looks like nickel. Yeah, nickel's like a high polish. Finish. High polished. Yeah. Okay. You have to get out more, Bogart. Um, <laughs> you're not just going to find a pewter cup on the ground when you're outside. No, no. What I'm saying, pewter is, and the reason he can't use pewter anymore because it, it has the lead in it, and you end up killing if you the, the yeah. lead gets into your system and you die. Seems like we should yeah. not use that. Yes. But I'm saying that people have a lot of electroplated silver at home. They don't use it anymore. The young kids don't want to polish it. And sometimes if you polish it too much, you'll see the copper showing through. Yes. And people will throw it out. And I said, no, don't throw it out because the garbage man does not walk around with a checkbook. But Paul and Bogart 
Walk around with cash <laughs> and checkbooks, and we'll buy the stuff the garbage man wants as well. Okay? Fair enough. Fair enough. So even if it's silver-plated, bring it to the store. Oh, yeah. And we pay, like, it's not as much. On silver, like on sterling, we're paying, like, 57 cents a gram. On, on, on silver plate, we're paying, like, 275 a pound. Okay. But if someone has 100 pounds of silver plate, it's not that hard. It's like a banana box full. And they come in, they walk out with $275. They're actually usually pretty happy because they weren't going to use it. Yeah, that get it moving. And Liquidate. this is the stuff in their basement. We're, and we're, by the way, we're the only people in the city buying electric, uh, silver plate. Last week I was talking about how the whole stamp world is basically a mystery to me. But you had said if, if it's a stamp before a certain year, yeah, before the there's war. traditionally more value to it. Yeah. So I'm told that on line three right uh-huh. now, we have a guy named Robert in Toronto who's got stamps from as early back as 1909. Perfect. Well, now okay. we're happy? That's He's in the money sort of thing. I'm almost happy. Okay, Robert, welcome happy. to the show. How are you? Not bad. How are you? Okay, so listen, we're, we're good. What, is, what are the stamps exactly? Well, I have some uh, British Guyana. Okay. One is uh, uh, the signature here is uh, 5609 is a one cent. And one is uh, 12 cents, and this looks like a 1910. These are all came from when I came from South America uh, four to five years ago. Okay. Uh, um, I'd have to actually see the condition because it depends if they were on the letter. There's a lot of things with stamps. Um, yeah, they're, they're on the letter, yeah. Okay, so that means they've been used and they've been canceled. Yeah, yeah they've been used, right. And so you don't have a whole collection. You just have a number, just a couple of stamps. Uh, about four or five, yeah, different uh, years. But they were they are used stamps, but they're in a letter, but in good condition. I'd have to, like... If you can send me off the pictures of them, because I can take a look at the exact images and how they were put on the letter. Uh-huh. Um, or you can bring them into the store. But generally, they don't have... That's British Guiana, 1909. Yeah, without seeing some stamps would be a dollar, two, five dollars. They're not going to be a ton of money. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. unless it's an error of some sort where the queen's upside down or something Something like obvious, that. yeah. And I got to say that I'm not... This is one area... That we have an expert who comes into our store, just like on the store when you show pawn uh, pawn stars. Yeah, you got a stamp guy. They call a guy in. I got my stamp guy. Okay, he's honest. He's straightforward uh, because you can't know everything. And like I always say here, I don't know everything, but I know someone who does. Okay, Okay. so Robert, so here's some information. You can go to the store. The store is located at 10,341 Young, Toronto Gold Silver. You can also send an email photo of these items. Send that. In the email, you send it to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Or after this show, live on the radio here on, uh, on Zoomer, you can call their store, 905-737-4653. If you want to have an off-air conversation, maybe you want them to look at a, an entire estate, whatever the case is, you can reach them at 905-737-4653. We'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? there's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. 
You're listening to a repeat broadcast of Consignment Heroes. Please do not call in with your questions about stuff. And stuff. You're with a hand, doesn't <laughs> We are live. We're, uh, you're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. I'm here with two of the stars from Storage Wars Canada, Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny. We're taking your calls to find out the value of your various heirlooms and collectibles you may have lying around the house. Maybe you've been hanging on to them for decades. Well, today you can find out what they might be worth. Our phone number is 416-360-0740. Our next caller is going to be... Lynn in Brampton. Lynn, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live. Hi. How are you? What do you got? I have um, a one-cent piece from 1986, uh, Canadian, uh, with uh, Queen Victoria's head on it. And I'm just, it's one inch in diameter, and I'm just wondering whether it's worth anything. 1986 or 1886? Sorry, 1896. 1896. I was going to say, okay, because, yeah. Uh, 1896, depending on the condition, anywhere between a dollar and $45. Oh, and, really? Yeah, no, but it depends on the condition. And this is where, you know, earlier on the show, I was talking with these guys who put their, you'll get a, a flyer in the mail and they'll say, we're paying 12000 for this coin. Right. Well, they're only buying it if it's in absolute perfect condition. You bring the coin into them and says, well, we'll give you $3 for it. Fair enough. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> you're, you're expecting 12000 and and it's, but it depends. With coin collecting, it depends on condition. It's black. So I'm curious Tarnished. as to whether in, in those times it was made out of, it's, it's, I don't think it's copper. It is copper. It is copper. And it'll be, that's oxidized. And it's been oxidized at a certain kind of moisture for a long period of time. And that's like a black coating over the outside. Some people clean their coins. Yeah, as you say, clean it, don't clean it. What's don't the advice there? No, no, no. Okay. Never. Anyone who advises you to clean your coins is an idiot. Sorry, can I say idiot on the phone? Yeah, of course you can. Okay. <laughs> they are, or, no, I'm going to say anyone who advises you to clean your coins, you should take, do not take that advice and probably any other advice from them. Your first <laughs> message was clearer. <laughs> My first message. <laughs> Wait, what's the reason why you don't clean coins? No, because the abrasion, people will not, if you have um, a cleaned coin that looks like it but it's been cleaned, it can be worth, I, well, we had one a year ago. It was a $100,000 coin oh, if yeah. it wasn't cleaned. Cleaned, 5000 Right. And they looked exactly the same, except there was residue from the cleaning on it. So just looking at it with your eyes, you can't see it. Most people, you need well, a trained a, person to do it. If it's a gold coin, you can damage it very easily. Yeah. And mm-hmm. with, like, you know, that little loop that they wear, they can see all of that stuff. And some people like survivor coins as well. So if it hasn't been touched, they like that, to think that it's been lying somewhere or yeah. in a drawer mm-hmm. for all that time. You see this in the world of collector cars as well. So, like, uh, they call them survivor cars now. So, if you had a Corvette or something like a rare year Corvette, say 1963 Corvette, you can have it totally redone. You know, they sandblasted yeah. it, put a new motor in it, all matching numbers. It's wonderful. But there's also a very, very strong market to find one that's been sitting in a barn and they want it as is. They want a survivor car or whatever it is. They don't want it touched. That's a perfect. Actually, I have one of my clients has a. It's not a survivor car. It's the exact opposite. Mm. They have a 2003 Mustang Cobra CV. Sure. Yeah. And she put a hun- someone put $100,000 worth of improvements in it. They have a 1,000 horsepower motor in it. They put wings on it? No, they did everything. And, but they've got the original parts, and they have the parts they improved on. But if someone wants this car, 
it was appraised at 109000 with what? all this, but they're willing to sell it for 40000 So well, if, any yeah. our, if any of my listeners want this car, it is a deal because um, the, the person who owns it right now does not want does not want to drive it. Fair enough, yeah. And Way to sell it. And it, we're, they're, they're trying to sell it. And but it's probably the wrong season to sell it right now. But that's why it's so well, cheap. Uh, upsell it. What color is it? Convertible. What's going on? It's black. On? It's black. And I think it's. I have pictures of it. But you just mentioned it to me, and I said, you know, some of my listeners might actually want. It. It's a super deal. If you were to buy the car, they she. I saw the the, the invoices. They did this to it. They put the engine in. They put. The only thing that's probably original is maybe the the lighter. <laughs> Fair enough. But if you're if you're somebody who who does modified racing on the weekends, they're going to know exactly what this stuff is. For oh, your yeah. average consumer, they go, "What do they mean? They put through pipe exhaust on it for twenty more horsepower? I don't know how to undo that. I don't want it." But yeah. those in that market, they'll be comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah. This is a super deal for the right person. Okay, okay here we go. Back to work. Mike and Ajax. He's got something for us. Mike, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, yes, guys, I have uh, some gasoline-powered blowtorches. Oh. And uh, some irons that would have sat on the wood stove with the holder that, I guess, when you put them on the ironing board, this little metal holder you place them in. They used to be very collectible. They're not as much now. There was in the 1960s and 70s uh, at auctions. They used to go for forty and fifty and sixty dollars, and now I see them going at auctions for ten dollars. It's such That's a the shame. Irons. Yeah, the irons. Eh, the blowtorches. I've never had. Well, what do you mean blowtorches? I mean, you can go to Home Depot or Lowe's and get them for 12 bucks right now to do some welding work, but what, what are they exactly? Uh, the bottom is, is uh, saucer-shaped. You take the plug out, you pour your gasoline in. Yeah. Uh, there's a little pump on the side. You pump it up till you get pressure. You turn it on till you get gas in the little holder with your finger over the end of it. You light that and let it flame until it burns down. Then you open up the uh, the main valve, and okay. you get uh, an almost propane-like torch out of it, and that's the way my father soldered in the 50s. Yeah, I was going to say, it's old It'd school. Probably yeah. collect, that'd be probably good, but if you looked at my hands, sir, you would know that these hands don't do any hard work. And I can actually <laughs> okay. look at Bogart's hands. He claims to do that hard work. That doesn't hurt the collector market, though. It's not like he's asking you to solder something for no, him. No, but He's I, asking you to sell it for him. I might be able to sell it, sir, but I don't. Um, it's some area that I don't know about. Are they good looking? Do they have any advertising, the manufacturer yeah. name, anything like that on them? Uh, I'm not looking at them right now, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, there's probably, you know, some glass blower in town wants them for a wall hanger or something like that. You never know. Well, there's a lot of people returning to old school, as I, you just, just said. People are returning to vinyl. People are returning, I mean, in this digital age, some people like books. Yeah. I mean, they actually want to hold what they're buying. It's or, crazy to me, yeah. I know. You Although 8-Track hasn't made a comeback, right? Like that, there's no, there's no survivor investor, you know, world for that. Someone no asked me for that. a VCR the other day. I was like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even, even new cars, 2017, a lot of them still have CD players. You're like, what? This you is what? madness. <laughs> Do you know what would be good though, sir? If you have some of the ca- the pro um, the manuals for some of this equipment, that can still sell. Oh, all you right. know somebody will like it for dis- somebody will collect the information. Mike and Ajax, the uh, store is located at ten thousand three forty one Young Street. I think that's something you want to see because yeah. maybe it does have some a manual. Because it looks very good for a blowtorch. It's kind of scary. 
Yeah, the manual market is almost as insane as the uh, miniature sale. The, you know, the traveling salespeople's models. Like yeah. If you had, if you were selling uh, the new Alfa Romeo, and then they the sales guy went around with a little miniature version, those are worth more than the cars now, oh. right? Salesman sample. Salesman samples. That yeah. in many cases, the salesman sample is worth more than even. Uh, whatever the item was, in perfect quality, the salesman sample is worth more. Yeah. I think that reason is because a lot of stuff won't fit in condos anymore. And yeah. Maybe, hey, go ahead. yeah. Yeah, right. The, the baby grand piano salesman sample is now condo size furniture. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I've got 14 pianos. Where do can you, you, put you Can you play <laughs> those? Yeah. Well, really? that's, that's the whole thing with the salesman sample is that the arts and craftsmanship was still there, that it would yeah. be 100% functional. So whatever wow. it was would work, right? But they only made, like, for their salesman staff of 100 people in North America, that's all that would have yeah. the miniature vacuum or whatever they were selling. So that's the new business model then. <laughs> <laughs> Advertise something, just make salesman samples of it. Oh, man, oh, okay. man. Okay, here we go. George in Richmond Hill. George in Richmond Hill. Welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. How are you? I'm good, and how are you? Pretty good. What do you got, man? I have a 12-inch Wayne Gretzky doll in his Edmonton Oilers outfit, a hockey stick, and skates. Hmm. And I have a track suit, another Oilers Edmonton Oilers hockey outfit, and a tuxedo in a sealed... These are all sealed, right? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, sorry, Sorry, he's with the Oilers at this time? Yes. Number 99, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. put out by Mattel, and he looks a lot like Ken from Ken and Barbie. Does he ever? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like they saved a little bit of money on molding there. Yeah. These go for 50 to to $100. They used to be a little bit more. If, if your yeah. box is in really great shape, you can get a bit more on it. Uh, the, the suits, um, because of some of them, like the tuxedo and stuff like that, uh, they made them, but they were closed out. And a lot of people didn't buy them. The kids didn't buy them at the beginning. They bought they bought the dolls. Yeah. And uh, but it's still very collectible. Would you get any other uh, any other sports memorabilia from that same time period? Nineteen eighties is a nice time. Like a Gretzky rookie well, card is be great. Uh, I've I've got his rookie card, and I got Bobby Orr's rookie card. Aha! Uh-huh. Well, and I got uh, Mario Mulli rookie card. Okay. Now, depending on the condition. Um, the ore cards are going uh, in ve- in excellent condition, about three thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, and but into, I haven't seen your card. That's with no creases, corner sharp. Um, now, if it's a tops one instead of Opeachy, or the one somewhere, the ore rookie was printed in Canada and printed in the United States. Um, the tops one printed in the United States can go to ten to fifty thousand dollars. It was a very small test issue. And um, it was tested out in the Peterborough and, um, and I think in the um, Aurelia area. Yeah. And just to be clear, the, the, the 12-inch Wayne Gretzky doll that you have, you said is from 1983? Yes, it is. And the box is in how good a condition? It's in excellent condition. And it's got so is the doll. Wayne Gretzky in a black suit, red tie in the lower left-hand yeah. corner. And then also it says The Great in English and what is it, Le yeah. Magnifique in uh, French. This is the one? Yes, it is. Okay, so on average, they're selling on eBay for about twenty nine ninety nine. There's one as high as ninety nine dollars, but it's not selling. I think ninety nine is just because of Wayne Gretzky. Ninety nine. I'm more. I, if you decide you'd like to sell the um, the ore, Lemieux is still good. A Lemieux can go up as high as a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred, in great shape. Really? Great. Oh. Yeah. No, huh? no, no. And a, a oh. ore. Um, do you have the rest of the set or just the ore, sir? 
I'm sorry? Do you have the rest of the set or just say you just collected rookie cards? I have just the rookie cards. Yeah. It's still good. And I, I, I've also got, you remember the Sheriff Jelly Powders? Yep. Remember the plastic coin, hockey coins? Yep. 60, the I le- got the six original NHL teams and the Shields. Where they always sell. The best year, though, is the 68-69s with the expansion year. But okay, and some of those coins, a single coin goes up to a thousand dollars. What? At Jared and Young, they were short printed. Whatever happened, they call them short prints. And this is why you have to bring people like me in, and I can see you say this coin, one to fifteen is only worth eight dollars each. Number sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen is worth two hundred and fifty dollars each. And that happens on almost every, in the 68, 69s. Wow. But he's got the originals with the shields. Those are from 61, 62. They're probably about a $600 item. Wow. It, it's I, been... I, I have the plastic ones. Yep. And the the original six. And I have the metal ones, too. The metal set's worth about 600 You've got to go see this guy. This guy's got everything. Yeah. It's quite a collection. Are you, are you I, interested I call... in selling? Would you have to be talked into selling, or are you looking to, to move on from this collection? No, I'm still collecting. Oh. Okay, so you might be a customer. I, I called you last week about the old fire truck pedal car. Oh, yeah, okay, yep, yep, yep. So but, every weekend I'll call you about something different that I have. Well, I hope I helped you today. And well, I you, hope... didn't, you didn't get the, you didn't get the, the pedal truck, the, the fire truck? You a picture. Yeah. Oh, come on. George, you got to get moving. This is, George, don't you live next to this store or pretty close to it? <laughs> pretty close. Come I on. I, I got pictures, and I'll be down to see you. Okay, there we're, you go. Now, I should mention, next week, we're gone. I'm going on holidays for one week on Thursday. Our store is still open, and there's staff. Silent, uh, Silent Dylan, uh, Jeweler Mike, and wonderful Walter will take care of you while I'm gone. <laughs> you gave okay. them nicknames? This Sil- is good. Yes, and people know. Silent Dylan, I wonder how he got his name. Talks a little less than you do. Um and Mike is a jeweler, and he knows his stuff, and we'll give you the right same price. It's almost, they've been trained by me, pretend I'm in the room, and you'll get the same service and the same good prices. Okay, well then, let's get to work. Thanks for the call, George, and let's get to Margaret in Milton. Margaret, welcome to the show. You're live on Zuma Radio. Yes, well, I have five pictures. I believe the collection should be six. These are dogs playing poker. Oh, I love this. And I only have five of them. I don't know the name of the sixth one. And never, (laughs) as I say, I bought them years ago in an antique store in Ottawa, possibly around 1978 or something. What what do you mean you only have five of them? Help me out. What is the story here? There's a collection of these and there's six of them? You've never seen these? I've seen the picture of dogs playing poker. I've never heard of somebody having five or six of them. Well, well, because I believe, uh, as as I say, I'm unaware of it, but I believe it was a giveaway, collectibles from a tobacco company or something equivalent, et cetera, et cetera. And this store, so they're already framed, and I bought them for my husband at that time. He used to play poker with friends. And as I say, I have five of them. I don't know that I have the five names if you want me to. No, no, it's... No. What... Well, as I say, apparently the collection, we were told at that time, there should be six, but never, ever aware, or as I say, it was possibly well tested. They were no longer being given out. Yeah. These are about 24 by 32 inches? They're big. No, I would say that, no, the picture's slightly smaller than that, but as I say, 
probably about 16 by 12 or something. The oh, 17 by 13, okay. Yeah. See, those ones go for a little bit less. These posters, these are, I love these things, but Pardon? they made a lot of them, but they only go, the big ones go for about $15, the small ones go seven, eight dollars each. There's still a strong dogs really? playing poker market? Is that Everyone, what you're saying? Yeah, these, this is 1966 rec room requirements. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our family had one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you had the, yeah. All right, okay, so $15 a piece, generally. Sorry, I can't give you any better information, any better not, uh, word on this. Listen, if it was signed by a dog, then we're talking. The original for this, I bet you would go a lot of money. I don't know. Is, who did do we it. know the original artist of dogs playing poker? That's got to be I'm gonna somebody. Look it up this week, and now got it's to probably just... unlicensed. It's just like fair use for everybody, or no? Because there's different <sighs> versions. I've seen probably forty different versions of that painting, right? Yeah, I've got the Walt Disney one where the all the animals are playing poker. So I mean, I can understand. I've never just... examined it. Like it doesn't get the attention that the Mona Lisa does. But is one of the dogs clearly got a strong hand or something like that? <laughs> no, is there folklore around this painting? <laughs> It's just way cool, that's all. Okay, but like no one's got bullets that they're showing or something like that. There's no backstory. Okay. No, 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 that's not a, what is that, Wild Bill Hickok, the guy who got shot. <laughs> Aces and eights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we're going to go to uh, uh, Betty in Scarborough is our next caller on Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. Betty, how are you? Fine, thank you. What do you got? I've got a couple of Masters of Hockey sticks signed by, one by John Beliveau and the other by Norm Ullman. Okay. Oh, you're um, a big Beliveau guy, aren't you? Oh, Beliveau was a class act. Um, um, Normie, uh, Normie's still alive. Uh, the, or Norm is probably, if it's a gamer by his or just a, uh, um, it's just game used or just one you bought in a store? No, no, it, it was a prize from Zeller's store. So they're mounted on great big posters about three feet wide and oh, five, five feet high or so. Oh, they're both together. Okay. Oh, no, no, they're separate. Okay, Bellavo's probably going to be about three hundred, um, oh. and but Mr. Allman will probably be about twenty five. Twenty five dollars. Sorry, uh, oh. just it's not as collectible. Mr. Bellavo, a lot of people love Bellavo. Wow! And he was an absolutely class act in every way which you can think of. Oh. He, he's taught. I only met him a couple of times, and he taught me a lesson every time I met him. You met Bellavo? Yeah. What le- oh what kind of lessons is he teaching? Hmm. What you- no, just like how he treats people. Oh, he I see. What you're just saying. was, you would think of him as being arrogant or anything. No, he made when he talked to you, you thought you were the only person in the room. Okay, oh. he was. A were gen- you the only person in the room with him? At the no, time? there was a whole restaurant of people. An impressive character is what An you're saying. An impressive yeah. character, and like I say, one of my favorite stories in, is that um, we're in a lineup. I don't know. I think I've told this before. There's about 30 people in line. We have to bring him to the airport. And uh, we say, Mr. Belleville, we have to get you to the airport. And he didn't say it in an arrogant way. There's about 30 people there. And he says, it's okay, Paul. They'll hold the plane for me. Oh, my God. And he signed everyone's piece and then got up gracefully, walked to the door, and we drove him to the airport in the nicest way. Wow. Like, And I've had other people. We, we used to handle a lot of guests uh, who were doing signings and stuff like that. We had uh, Somming. We had Dickie Duff. Uh, all the good, the greats from Montreal and Trump, but Mr. Belvo was just he had an aura around him, just a nice person, and and, I, and patient I, with fans. It sounds like oh no, he 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 knew where he was and he knew what kind of a person he was. He knew how he got his um, his celebrity, and he thanked everybody. He was 
I, I Betty's hearing the story, to... and she's going, I think it sounds more like 400 to me. This, <laughs> this, this isn't all this good news But here. on the other side of it, he did sign a lot. Okay. He's not signing anymore, but he's signed a lot. He never turned anyone down. He was just a nice person. Okay, well, Betty, if you want to move that uh, those two items, you can go to the store. It's located at 10,341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill, just north of Major Mac on Young Street. Our next caller is going to be Gary in Scarborough. Gary, good afternoon. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. How are you? I'm good. I've got a set of 1937 uh, specimen notes from the $1,000 bill all the way to the $1 bill. What? Wow. Okay. Oh, my God. Ah, you catch me by surprise here. I know these have got a specific price. I'd have to go to my catalog on these. And you have to call me tomorrow. If they're in nice well, shape, I'm def. What numbers are they? Are they low uh, numbers? Let me just look at them. They should all be matching no numbers, probably. You're going to have to translate all of this for the thousands of people going, what are these weirdos talking about? What are you guys talking about? Specimen notes will be put out by the government. They will put out sets of, like, try me, like, look, look at this. Um, uh, for, to give out to, they would have given them to bank managers or important people. What do you mean, that this might be our next look of our $100 yeah. bill or $20 bill, that sort of thing? Well, 1937, like sort of thing? made a new king. So okay. they have to change all the images. Perforated. Yep. It says specimen perforated three times on each bill. Yep, and are they the all matching numbers? numbers? The numbers are zero 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 zero. And it says specimen at the bottom. This, sir, you're going to have to call me tomorrow. They're not in a book? Usually those are in a book, They are in right? a book. I don't have the book in front of me. N- no, I mean, I've like, they I've got an old book here from 2012. Yeah, but the, the price is moved. edition of the Government Canada Paper Money. Yeah. A Charlton Standard catalog. Yep. And it says here $15,500. If these match up, sir, that's, and we probably more now, and I could probably get you more than that for it. I'd have to see them, depending on the condition. I've also, I've also got two 1967 specimen notes, uh, $1. They're numbered 291, each of them. I've also got the... Uh, this is worth a trip to Richmond Hill, sir, to see me. And I've got my neighbor next to me as well. But um, if you... Other specimen note, number 303. It looks like from the... You know the Newfie uh, firing squad one, the fifty dollar bill. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. All the they're all the horse, all the RCMP in a circle. Oh yeah, the oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's I've a good got joke. Hundred to the five dollar bill. There's two five dollar bills. There's two twenty dollar bills. There's a ten dollar bill, a fifty, and a hundred. Are you looking to sell them? Now you know we have an auction once a month, and we can and sign got, them. Hang on, I got more here. <laughs> Who's got everything? Gary, we're out of time. You clearly have a lot of valuable, collectible, what are they called? Specimen notes. You've got to come and notes. see us. You've got to come and see us. And we have our neighbor, and you got to come to us. We're the guy with, you'll see my and Bogart's picture there. Right. Come and see me, and you've got our number, uh, 905-737-4653. When it comes to items like this, especially big-ticket big items, my advice, and no one's asking for it, by the way, but I'll give it anyway. It's usually when good. it comes to When it comes to, like, the Babe Ruth ball, things like that. When you're working with a couple of guys who have a great network, they also have a very powerful TV show behind them and a radio show, they're going to probably get the highest dollar available in the market, right? Because they're known figures, they're television commodities, they're radio commodities, there's a little bit of celebrity uh, uh, glitz and glam attached to their names. If you're looking for an item that could get really high value... I would go to you guys because you guys probably have the network and you command the sort of respect and attention that 
that they're going to need to move higher priced, higher ticket items. That's what I would say. Come to the store. Come to the store. But I'm going to say that before we break off today, Ben. Yeah. Have you gotten? Have you talked to? I know you do face the music. Yes. Has anyone called about our theme song? That we have to get a theme song. I've gotten a couple of emails. Okay, no one's mentioned it on the radio to me, but you're saying a theme song for this show because right now we yeah. have a superhero theme. But yeah, we should have like uh, I want I need a hero or Bogart. Like I said last week, I can't get no satisfaction. Sure, you know, we need we need theme music suggested to us because there's there's so much music out, and you know your music. I've actually listened, yeah, it's tricky, I've listened to your show, yeah, and I'm you actually in. you're smarter on your show than on this show. No. Oh yeah, I'm in my element: <laughs> movies, TV, and music. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. That's a tough thing. But yeah, when you call in, you can make a suggestion for theme music because this theme music doesn't really describe what you guys are all about. But you'll find something. Yeah. And they got it's got to be have some fun to it. We don't want anything really, really morbid. Okay, so you can send your email suggestions to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. That's sales at torontogoldsilver.com. But I also have to tell people that right now that what they've got to do if they're planning on doing shrinking down during the during the spring, February, March and April, yeah. start talking to us now. Because time is on our side right now. We can go through the house. We can find out what they want to sell. And they can plan it in an orderly fashion and get the most money for what they have. Yes. And and be happy. And, and we take the stress off of what they're doing. There's probably a lot of people whose New Year's resolution was, I want my basement back. Or, I want, you know what I mean? I want this space cleared. It's been cluttered with old junk forever and ever. What you can do is you can call... Uh, Paul Kenny and his son Bogart at their store and arrange to have an assessment or maybe you're going to downsize altogether. You're going to sell all contents and the property itself. Here's the number you're going to need. It's 905-737-4653. That's 905-737-4653. You can visit them at the store in Richmond Hill. It's on Young Street at 10,341 Young. That's just north of Major Mac in Richmond Hill on Young Street. Final thoughts. We're out of here. You know, it's such a pleasure doing the show with you. I, I gave you a rib right there. For Look a at me, yeah. No, no. I'm you've getting a compliment. Actually, you've actually made this show easy for me and Bogart to do. We <laughs> oh, were, well. When we first started, we were worried. We said, what are we going to talk no, about? You were and, worried. I was okay. okay. I was... <laughs> You've made it very, very easy for us to do this show. Look at this, right? And the show feeling good. What about our? What about our? Star? Oh, this oh, guy's Sebastian. a stud, Sebastian Hearn. He works the board. He fields the phone yep. calls. He keeps us comfortable. Thank you very much, and everyone have a wonderful afternoon. You too. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.